You're listening to On the Brink, a podcast that brings you up-and-coming country music artists. We especially prohibit the reproduction of any parts of the podcast without our written consent. Please send your request via onthebrinkpodcast.com, where you can also sign up for updates. Please also support our sister site, stonecoldcountry.net. We sincerely thank you for listening and congratulate you on your expanding music library. Santa here. Very few things can help you de-stress the way that golfing can. Here are a couple of tips that can help you improve your swing. And then don't forget to click on the link in the podcast notes for more tips and a great deal. Well, the most important uh, thing in a golf swing to me is the movement of the lower body from the top of the swing. And if you don't mind, I'll demonstrate. First off, you start down below with your knees and your hips. At the top of the swing, you move the lower part of your body, not your shoulders, the lower part of your body, letting your arms and hands follow, bringing you into position to hit. But this is the first movement, there. Then you release at the bottom. Most people do it entirely opposite. They rotate their shoulders first instead of their lower body. As a result, they come across the ball and hit the outside of the ball instead of the back of it. For more great golfing tips like the one that you just heard, click the link in the podcast notes section, or you can go on to stonecoldcountry.net and look for September's On the Brink podcast post. Here's part two of the Jamie Richards Real Deal interview. Enjoy. Somebody can tell me, somebody can tell me what song they like, and I can automatically read that person. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a little you're bit. To. No, no, I agree with you. Yep, there's. I a, can. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, 100% agree with you on that one. It does tell you a lot about the person, and um, I've heard that, and I don't know if this is true now. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that um, some folks can really tell a lot about someone by what they drink too. Have you had that experience? Are you one of those people? Well, I don't know. I most everybody I know drinks about everything. I don't know if they <laughs> sell down. Uh, but maybe so. I mean, I, I think you know. I mean, scotch and stuff like that is kind of a richer, you know, rich person's drink. You know, some of that kind of stuff. You know, but uh, guys like me, oh, you know, I'm kind of like. Uh, I remember, you know, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, maybe a Little Crown. Uh, and then, uh, but my, my favorite beer is Dos Equis. I love Dos Equis beer. Oh, but I, Dos Equis. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what yeah. I drink. So that, that's, Yeah, I uh, hate beer. I can't drink beer. I hate beer, and I know <laughs> people yeah. give me a hard time. But I can drink Dos Equis as long as it has a, a, a little, you know, a lemon and stuff on, yeah. you know. Salt lemon. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? I'm kind of that, you know, I never was a beer drinker either. Honestly, it's weird, but I, I I go to Mexico every year to play this guitar swim at bar thing and play acoustic with some other artists. And all they had was Dos Equis beer it was about 10 years ago. So they had it on draft. So I started drinking it and I, it kind of grew on me. And now I'm like, I just can't even drink any other beer. I think it's just the best. So Yeah, that's the only beer I can drink. I'm telling you that like, you know, 100%. It's And, and it has to be with the little lime and salt thing or else or lemon, whatever, or else I, I you know, I can't drink. Oh, yeah. But there's something about that that beer that, it, it, I don't know, it's just kind of smoother or something. But, you know, um, we were talking about our favorite song of yours, which we just heard, um, but 
you know, on this album. But my all-time favorite Jamie Richards song um, is a really old song, um, and it's called uh, Tears Too Deep to Cry. That song, oh, yeah, that song gets me. Mm -hmm. I can tell you about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is a story. Uh, That song is written about my dad. And that song, uh, that was my, I had that, that hook, Tears Too Deep to Cry, line for a while. And I sat down with a friend of mine named Richard Wold. And Richard Wold is a, was also a staff writer at Curb at the time. Richard was a piano player. And, I mean, this guy has cuts by Barbara Streisand and Mariah Carey. I mean, oh, he was wow. nothing like yeah, nothing like me. And I mean, he's like total great piano player and had no twang whatsoever anywhere near him. You know? but, uh, he uh, came over at my house. I, I bought this little old house in Nashville and worked construction in any way for years. And he showed up over there and, and he's bawling while we're writing this song. His tears are rolling down his suit. I mean, he he's crying when we're writing it. And it's, I'm not crying, but, you know, I probably... I probably could have been because the song was a lot about my father and he, uh, but my dad, you know, I had a great dad and I had a great, both my parents were great. I didn't have any issues at all. And, but you know, my dad was tough. He was rough and tough. You know, he was a dairy farmer, had the cowboy hat on and the John Wayne look and he, he wanted stuff done right. Like, you know, he, he taught me a lot about that, about life and about, you know, I'd be to be honest and I've always been honest and if I tell somebody something that's it's gonna happen. That's the way it's gonna be. If it kills me, I'm gonna make sure that I do what I say I'm gonna do. And I think I learned a lot of that from him. And also hanging in the music business as long as I did before I actually started making like uh living at it, you know, just keep hanging in there. I mean I was working other stuff too just for to make a living, but nonetheless, uh he taught me that kind of a bulldog mentality. But uh yeah, that tears are deep to cry. Uh, I had a Steve Holy was wanting to cut that really bad, but he was on curb for a long time, and his his producer didn't want him, didn't even want him to cut it. But I had a other, couple other people that really loved the song. I think it's a huge song. I think it's the best song I've probably ever wrote, and I think that it could be somebody could take that song and maybe even me now and, and maybe recut it again. And, and I was that about was, you know, <laughs> that was twenty years. 20 years ago, I could take that song and cut it again and maybe make it. And that might be the greatest thing that ever come out. Who knows? I mean, but it's got, it's got the, it's got everything in it. I had a man, I remember come up to me in Nashville. I don't even know how, but he had heard the song and he knew who I was. And he told me that that song changed his life. And I've never had anybody tell me that any of my songs ever changed their life. But, and he was, hurting about his relationship with his father and he he knew the story behind it and all that and he that was a huge compliment for me and then i've had some other people say that about that song my sisters can't even listen to it you know they they just start bawling i mean it's just it's it's that strong and i think it would probably appeal to a lot of people oh yeah i it's my absolute hands down most favorite jamie richards song you know ever period i mean it's just, um, oh yeah, that it's just a beautiful, beautiful song, you know. And you know what? I, I wasn't planning on doing this, but why don't we go ahead and play that song?
shook my hand and looked down at his shoes. I needed more, but that's the best that he could do. He didn't know when he'd see me again. You think it didn't matter looking at him like his father before him. He learned how to have what his heart was feeling. Didn't show in his eyes tears too deep to cry. I know that he loved me, but never crossed that line. He was a man who kept it all inside. Tears too deep to cry. dad talking to a friend one day I was surprised by what he had to say He was so proud of the man I'd become I wish I could have heard him tell me that just once But I learned to accept it As I learned who he was this man that I worship had his own way to love, but he had tears too deep to cry. I know that he loved me, but never crossed that line. He was a man. Must have been quite a struggle at times for him to keep them in their place. He had tears too deep to cry. I know that he loved me, but never crossed that line. He was a man. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a sign. Maybe you should consider yeah. recutting it. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if you have people that pitch your music or anything, 
but I that I don't know, but I just think that song is just so powerful. And I think that well, it with even right now, to be honest. Yeah. I do too. I, I think it'd be just as relevant now as it was then, you know, as far as the lyric content, I think it would work probably forever because people go through that, you know, father, son, father, daughter, whatever, uh, mother, mm -hmm. son, you know, same deal. It's just sometimes it's just hard for people to show emotions, even to someone that they love dearly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was reading something uh, on Alan Jackson the other day. Um, where he said that he got to know his dad after he died because uh, the man never said three words to him, <laughs> something like yeah. that. It was, I mean, yeah. I know he, it's more extreme, you know, he, I'm sure that's not true of course, but I, what he meant to say, I'm sure is that, you know, he was a man, his name was uh, Gene, uh, daddy yeah. Gene, what they call, and, um, and he was a man of few words, you know, my, my dad was the same way as well, you know? And so, you know, I think that a lot of people share that experience. You know what I mean? You know, uh, having oh, someone sure. in their lives. Mm -hmm. I'd love and, for Alan Jackson to hear that and cut it. That'd be great. Oh, man. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hey, Alan Jackson's one of the very few still on a major label that's really holding that torch eye for traditional country yeah. music. Would you agree with me on that? Totally. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I think George Strait you know, oh, yeah. and, and Applin, and that's, that's, you know, yeah, that's the gist <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah, pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Well, um, let's go ahead and kind of change the, the uh, environment here, because we got real serious there. So we have a couple fun questions. Um, Anna Marie, who's the worst teacher you had? <laughs> what advice would you give that person? The worst teacher that I ever had? Yes. Mm -hmm. You mean like in, like a school teacher type? type oh person? yeah. I remember. Mm -hmm. I had a I had a driver's ed teacher. His name was Mr. Harrison, and uh, he was an odd little fella. Uh, he was kind of a <laughs> had the long fingernails. I don't know. It just always freaked me out. But I can remember he was. I remember one time that you know back in driver's ed they had a they had a break over there on the faster side too you know in case uh whoever was driving you know he could stop you and uh my my buddy randy i mean randy story lived right up the road from me still in oklahoma and he hit the brake real hard mr harrison hit his forehead on the dash of the, tr of the car i remember and uh had a big red mark and <laughs> i don't know why that struck me funny i can still see it to this day but I guess that was probably the one of the worst teachers I've ever been around because he well, was, then. I don't know, so eccentric. <laughs> I don't know how to put it except that. That's all I can remember teacher-wise would be Mr. Harrison, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what advice would you give Mr. Harrison? And let, you know, you meet up with him at some point. And who knows, he might even hear this podcast. <laughs> oh, no, he's way gone. He was he was probably, you know, 70 years old then. He's, he's oh, a teacher. He'd be a, he'd be 120 now, probably 115. Uh, I don't know. He was a woodworking teacher and a driver's ed teacher, and I don't know. It's just that's that's the the craziest, strangest teacher I remember ever having. We all have them, you know, at least one. Some of us have more than yeah. one. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, well, and you know, again, with the fun questions here, um, 
What's the dumbest way someone you know has gotten injured and no names? <laughs> I don't want to know who it was. <laughs> the dumbest way someone you know has gotten injured. It could be yourself. Well, yeah, I uh, I haven't. I mean, I, I haven't gotten too badly injured, but I can remember my, uh, we were playing a venue a few years ago and my merch guy, he was just a nut. He was so much fun. His name's Wade Hay, and he'd like to know his name mentioned. He didn't. He wouldn't care. Anyway, he's still he's still around. He met his wife on the road with me, and now they've got two little boys, and he's really happy. And it's, I'm I'm real happy for him. Anyway, but he, uh, I guess he's drinking a little bit one night, and they had this this bar like a like a a metal rod big bar way up high near the ceiling, and for some reason he thought that he could hang by his boots from that bar. And it was up, up by the stage in this place. I don't know what the bar was for. I can't remember unless someone had it to do pull-ups on. I don't know. But anyway, he uh, he he hung, <laughs> he got up there and, and uh, put his boots over that rail. And, of course, cowboy boots ain't got no grip. Ain't, especially, oh, I mean, he's at the top of the cowboy boots. So he fell on his head uh, about, uh, you know, <laughs> And uh, hurt himself and fell on his shoulder, and he had shoulder oh, issues man. for a year. But that oh, that becomes. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh my oh, gosh! Boy. Well, he he's lucky. I mean, he it sounds like he got off pretty good because he could have really done some permanent damage there. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, he, didn't need oh. to, he didn't need to be any crazier. He already had part of that covered, so he needed to. <laughs> that was good. Oh my goodness! That has to be like kind of <laughs> the dumbest thing. <laughs> Yeah, we we still laugh about it. I mean, when we two or three of us will get together, that's always brought up. But yeah. it was funny to see him do it. But I just, I just, yeah, crazy. Oh, good lord! What's the funniest or coolest thing that's ever happened to you? You know, I thought about that, and I, I guess, I guess one of the coolest things, and this was like, this is a story that I've I've often I've done a couple of interviews, and I think I should have said something about that, and I never did. But I'm this will be a first. No one ever really knows that. Yay. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, I was hanging out with a guy named Jim Rushing and his wife, and Jim was a great songwriter. He wrote a whole bunch of Ricky Skaggs hits. He wrote, you know, Nothing Sure Looked Good on Eugene Watson. He wrote, you know, Honky Tonk Bar Association for Garth. You know, he wrote just tons and tons of hits, and he kind of took me under his wing. Well, at the time, I was trying to think of when this probably was. Let's see. Must have been maybe mid nineties. Probably mid no, no. It was more, it was it was probably about two thousand. It was right at it. So it was, Jim ended up getting me my writing and record deal on Curve, and I got it in two thousand. So I remember he was still involved then. But anyway, he uh, he had this girl that was wanting to try singing some country music. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, she flew in from California, and it was uh, Marissa Wayne, who was John Wayne's daughter. Oh, so, yeah. So that was that was his youngest daughter, Marissa. She's still around too. But uh, so I got to uh, hang out with Marissa and Jim and his wife, and we'd all go out to eat or go out dancing for a while. We went out dancing a couple times this and I thought that's probably very few people that can say they. They spun, spun John Wayne's daughter around on the dance floor a few times. Oh, my so God. That yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. All right, uh, Jamie, you've done real well so far. <laughs> but this uh, next question, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. So th this is like our signature question. And I would say, you know, if you count 100 people that we've interviewed, um, about, mm, I'd say about 90 hate the question. <laughs> they, oh, as, oh, as a matter of fact, I had one who was like, can, can I just not answer that question? <laughs> well, no, I, I got it. Yeah, it's not not a big deal. I, I think what it is, and this is just my take on it, I might be wrong, but I think it's just, you know, um, trying to figure out, you know, uh, what's what albums you like the most, you know. Um, and I had yeah. one more from, um, it was Hayden Haddock. Hay Hayden Haddock, he's an up-and-comer in Texas, real nice. Yeah, I, I know him. I oh yeah. He, is, yeah, he actually uh, he actually changed it. He was like, "Well, I can't give five albums, but I'll give five singles that I can play all day long." I said, "Oh, okay. Well, that's all right." Yeah. So this this next question, Jamie, and put on your thinking cap. <laughs> okay. If you were on a deserted island, what five albums would you have to have, and why? Okay, well, you know, I, I seen the, I thought about this, and I think, uh, you know, I want me a Merle Haggard album, and I like, I would like to have Back to the Bar Rooms would be the one I would choose to listen okay. to, mm -hmm. and I would, I would, that goes back about late seventies, eighty, Merle. Mm -hmm. uh, I would probably have me a Keith Whitley Don't Close Your Eyes album. Oh yeah. Uh, in that mix, I would probably have an outlaw, the outlaws with Willie Whalen, mm -hmm. Paul Glazier, and uh, Jesse, mm -hmm. Jesse Coulter, yeah. yeah. And I would probably do have me a George Jones album, and I would do the I'm still the same on me because there's some songs on there that I do right now, a couple of them that no one mm -hmm. does except me. Uh, someday my day, someday my day will come. I don't remember that song or not. Oh, love that it's song. A, mm -hmm. it's a great one. It's mm -hmm. on that record, and then I'd probably do get me an Eagles Greatest Hits. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So big, you get a hand clap. I'm a big. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Those are all good. I've had some shockers in the past, but all the albums you mentioned, I actually have. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's amazing. All right. So hey, we'd love to have you choose what your favorite song is. I know that's really hard. That's really hard. But um if you have, let's say, a favorite song that you'd like to share with us on your latest album, then we can play that right now. Okay. Uh, you know. I really believe, I don't know if y'all have listened to Someone Else's Trouble now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of got a feel to it I really like. And I I don't know if it'll ever be a single, but I I think it's a strong song, and it may be a single. And it's kind of negative towards uh, the woman the woman I'm speaking of in the record. And usually you're not supposed to write songs that way. <laughs> I was always told that. Always make the woman look great no matter what. You know, it's always your fault type stuff, you know, but because the general public. I guess more people, you know, in, in, in anything I wrote that isn't that's that bad. It's just, you know, a little bit negative. 
Well, so. Jamie, I don't think you have to worry about that because how about she? She's as cold as the beer that. <laughs> that oh yeah, well yeah, I've, I've already broke that mold, hadn't I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I well did did you write that one? I know that's one that you recorded. I don't know if you wrote it though. I wrote, yeah, I wrote that one by myself actually. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So there you go. If you had any apprehensions, just get rid of that right now. Cause <laughs> well, there's funny. You know, it's weird, but that has there's so many women through the years that have said that song's about me. That's my favorite song. That's my song. You know, I, I hear that a lot. And the men never say, men never say nothing about that. Cold as a bear. It's always the women. They always say they love it that they're they. Well, I think some women actually love that that they're that way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a badge of honor or something, which I don't understand. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) All right. So, which one? um, Because you're going to have to. Someone Mm -hmm. else's trouble now would be good. That'd be fine. All right. Let's do that one right now. Hide her cold behind a smile Seems too good to be true Because it is Just a stop on her aimless road She's lost, don't know where to go She'll leave you on her love But you'll find out soon enough Offer her and you'll discover One lie right after the other She's a wild mustang on an open plain And all you're left with is a foreign name She needs way more than your attention Look for love, you get no attention Don't go knocking off her crown She's someone else's trouble now When you look into her eyes Hear all her alibis About where she's going Or where she's been But the cut just keeps getting deeper Every time you try to believe it It's so tough But it don't add up Off of her and you'll discover One lie right after the other She's a wild She's a wild mustang on an open flame. 
redemption. Look for love, you get no redemption. But don't go knocking off her crown. Don't go knocking off her crown. So someone else is troubled now. next set of questions is really just about you um you know telling the fans something about yourself i mean something that we haven't you know asked you um is there anything that you'd like to share with the fans about yourself you know anything that you know you might think is um interesting or important keeping in mind that, that maybe some of the folks listening know your music but they really don't know you you're right i don't believe there's you know, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I think me in a nutshell is, you know, I, I just, I've lived and breathed, you know, music my whole life. And it's, I like the real stuff. I like something, you know, I, I don't like fake anything. I uh, I don't even care what it is. I just, I like the real music and yeah. I like songs that, that are written that mean something and they say something and they move, move you emotionally some way. And, you know, I, I would just, like I said, grew up on a dairy farm and milk cows and, and uh, love to go fishing. I got my own little pontoon boat. I take out on Texas oh, on the lake. Cool. That's cool. Sometimes. Like and uh, I love to fish. I do play a little bit of golf, too. Not very good at it, but I enjoy uh-huh. that. So will you share your handicap with me? Probably not. <laughs> Probably my, I think my handicap's my swing, really. But anyway, no, I, I think uh, <laughs> it's uh, – no, I'm probably, you know – I haven't played till here lately. I've been playing a little bit because I, when I had that neck surgery, I kind of quit playing. But oh, yeah. it's just been, uh, you know, if I shoot 95, 90 to 95, I've had a pretty good day, you know, oh. really. I mean, I, I've gotten where I could probably shoot in the mid-80s before pretty consistently, but that was back when I played more. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. But I'm also left-handed, you know, so there you go. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of impairs you a little bit, you know. <laughs> I know it. Hey, this is the right-hand world, ain't no doubt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, how can fans connect with you across social media? Do you have the same handle across, like, Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook? or? Uh, Yeah, Facebook, you know, Jamie Richards Band. I have a fan page there uh, that I think I have, like, 20 20- Three thousand, somewhere right in there, fans wow. on that one. Then, I, then I have the you know normal Facebook page, and I think you're allowed five thousand. I think I'm pretty full on that one, but I, you know you can send a request, and you know mm-hmm. if I have, if I can, I'll add it, you know. And then, but the fan page you can join anytime. You just have to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Richards uh, band. Just have to figure out what I don't remember what pictures up on it right now. And then I have a private group called the Don't Try to Find Me Gang, which was uh, some oh, fans yeah. of mine put that. Huh? <laughs> yeah well that's a song of yours too so they probably named yeah it that was my first, yeah that was my <laughs> first single i did a show with dwight yoakam last year in january in my hometown and i had about 30 of my close texas friends come up to my house in shawnee and to go to that show and it was really cool wow and they they had a great time and they came up with that don't try to find me in there 
they're all standing out. A bunch of them are out looking through the window and kind of hiding this. That's the shot of it, you know, like don't try to find it. Uh, <laughs> so it's just a bunch of my really close friends, uh, good good people that come out and hear me all the time too. They came up for the for that Dwight show. But yeah, that that and then I've got Instagram. I guess it'd just be Jamie Richards and the Twitter too. Uh, I mean, I don't. You probably I see you on Twitter. Y'all on Twitter. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mm-hmm. do a whole lot on Twitter, but I have mm-hmm. I, I tend to do a whole lot more on. Uh, I even I even got a TikTok going, and I like three or four weeks ago, and I kept put a few little videos up. But I I got somebody that's kind of doing that for me. He does my website too, but All the right. website is jamierichardsband.com. Uh, jamierichardsband.com and that's where my you can look at up my you know schedule and and buy some merchandise on there too but you know everything else is like you can go to you can stream it it's on spotify and you know it's on all the all those outlets all my music is so that's mm-hmm. about the way you get in touch with me i mean mm-hmm. I, you can send me an email through the website or a booking you know whatever you want to do and we, we'll talk to you about it so you can find it all out on the jamie richards band dot com it's all up on there you know if anybody wants to look it up i schedule sounds good sounds good you know so happy that you're still really putting out some great music you know and i think probably your best songs are ahead of you you know based on this last album it seems like you're just getting stronger and stronger in terms of you know how you write and everything well i appreciate you saying that i hope i am i i need to get back on the on it and get writing some more tunes for sure because i i still love it and i still love to write and it just seems like you got so much going with all this when i'm playing music it's really hard to write for me i need to just get in a different gear and i think that's not an excuse it's the truth for me i really it's hard to get ready to go play music and then write a song before you go i just gotta gotta get my mind on one or the other you know yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, it's a different headspace, absolutely. All right, so what song would you like to close out with? Usually, it's either your all-time favorite song, you know, not again, usually not your own song, but all-time yeah. favorite song from you know an artist that you enjoy, or I, I don't know if you've got your guitar handy. I don't actually. I I thought that if it was going to be like an uh, you know audio, I'd try to grab it. I've got it all out in the. I don't even have like, brought it in here where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. No uh, more. Okay. So, um, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I love that. I was thinking about this today, and I mean, it's, I'm no stranger to the rain. Keith Whitley's uh, a great song. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic song. Okay, we can close out with I'm No Stranger to the Rain. That became like his signature song. I mean, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I read the story on that song. Um, he said, uh, he said it was like someone was reading his mail, you know, the song, because he didn't write the song, and I can't think who wrote right. it. Now. But um, he said, oh, my gosh, when I heard the demo for the song, it was like someone was reading my mail. You know, this is like, yeah, yeah, conversations he was having with people and things like that about what he was going through in his life. So, yeah, I think that's an excellent song. All right. We're going to close out with I'm No Stranger to the Rain, Keith Whitley. All right. I'm no stranger to the rain I'm a friend of thunder Friend is it any wonder Lightning strikes me I've fought with the devil 
got down on his level, but I never gave in, so he gave up on me. Brink 2021. 